We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Notre Dame fans, welcome to a special edition of the Irish Breakdown podcast. My name is Brian Driscoll. I'm the publisher at irishbreakdown.com, and I'm joined by my football analyst, Vince D'Addario. It's that guy right over there. And so, Vince, we were, I just don't think it's in the cards for us to talk about Toledo and Purdue. So, (laughs) just because as I sat here today and I thought, okay, we could talk about Toledo and Purdue, or we could talk about Texas and Oklahoma wanting to leave the Big 12 to join the SEC, a.k.a. Super Conference discussion again, right? and what that means for Notre Dame. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to actually talk about the SEC or the, the, the move of Texas and Oklahoma potentially going to the SEC, the fact that they definitely plan on leaving the Big 12, what that – why, what right. that means for Notre Dame, and then what should Notre Dame do in response. And so that's what our conversation is going to be about today. We're going to discuss that. And then when we're done, we will throw out some uh, – we'll, we'll answer some questions. If you want to get a thought in during the show, you know what to do. Just leave us a super chat, and we'll get to it. But, but Vince, I want to dive into this. So let's let's get into some particulars. Our, our, let's get people caught up on this. So what we heard yesterday from multiple reports is that Texas and Oklahoma plan to do two things. Number one, let the notify the Big 12 that they're not going to renew their – what is it, their rights, right? Their grant yeah. rights – whatever it is to, to, to in the big 12. So they're not going to stay in the big 12 and that they have reached out to the sec to let the sec know that they are interested in joining that conference. Right. So they just reached out at this point. Yeah. So take it away out. as far as kind of where things stand with all of that. Yeah. So, so looking at the research and seeing what has been going on. Um, number one, the most important thing to understand here is that the contract that Texas and Oklahoma have with the big 12 goes through the 24-25 school year. And what they've done, and the Big 12 was actually pretty smart about this, is they tied in TV rights uh, to the the length of contract with their member schools. And so what that means is if uh, a a team wants to leave uh, before the contract is up, the TV rights for that school specifically stay with the conference. And so that's a pretty big hurdle 
uh, right now for Oklahoma and Texas to overcome if they want to leave prior to the 24-25 right. school year. Um, no, no, and no one's talking about them leaving for this season, obviously. No. I mean, oh, no gosh, no. Right. That, and, and look, and we all know how far in advance football schedules are put out. It, it would be a monumental move to move for this year. It would be a monumental move for the to move for next year, frankly. Right. Um, and so, so they're not talking about that necessarily. I have not heard a timetable. I looked. Um, I have not heard a timetable. I think it's still it, a little too early for that. It, yeah, and, and, and a lot of that would be about what are oh, the penalties and all that kind of stuff. Look, and I say that it's a big hurdle for these two schools to move away from the Big Twelve and how big how smart the Big Twelve was to tie the TV rights into the agreement and all of that but let's be honest everybody has a price tag yes and i'm sure that what you know if that number got we're hearing 70 million a piece uh to get out of that yeah, contract. that's what i read yesterday i, I um, think that they, they they in order to get out early right they'd each have to pay 70 million dollars which and coming after but but here's the thing in a normal scenario i'd say no problem right but we're talking about a year in which everybody lost Yes. Millions of dollars because of lost revenue because of COVID. You just look at last year's NCAA tournament alone. You look at attendance. You look at, I mean, sure. there's so many things that these programs all lost a lot of money over and the it, last year. And they're still making their TV money because obviously that deal was made, you know, a long time ago. And so they basically, in layman's terms, to break it down real quick for you. The SEC right now makes about $10 million per school more than what the Big 12 schools make. Yeah, so what I looked at is the SEC is uh, about to have an increase up to $55 million per school. Right. Right now, the and payouts for the Big 12 are between 37 to 40 and a half. Yeah, it's a big difference. It's a huge difference. It's a big difference. It's a big That's difference. That's per year, by and, the way. And, of course, the SEC has 14 teams in it right now. If you add another two, they're going to have to rework that deal because are you just going to take the same amount, divide it by 16 right. now? So and it's going to add a huge, huge television. And that's the reason for the SEC and for ESPN to make a lot of sense because you you're going to add huge TV market in the Dallas You're, you're expanding SEC. your SEC footprint, which, which is what all of these conferences want to do. Look – the Big Ten didn't add Rutgers because of the competitive advantage that Rutgers brings to the Big Ten. Or it's Maryland and D.C. It's because right. they bring the D.C. and the New York market into play when it comes to the Big Ten network. I mean, it, it's all – when at the end of the day, Brian, it's all about the dollar yeah. signs, right? And That's what the Super Conference stuff is all about. Right. And so from a money standpoint, there's going to be a lot of big figures being thrown around. That this, is a, this is a big deal because – Okay, so let's look at this from a Big 12 perspective, right? So Oklahoma and Texas leave the Big 12, okay? What in the world do they have left? Because right. they... The Big 12 is now down to eight. They're down to eight teams. There's and not, not a single one of premier those program in there. can be a national carrier of that conference. Not mm -hmm. one of them. Um, mm -hmm. And that's a huge problem for the Big 12. And so what do you do if you're the Big 12? Well, frankly, you're probably going to go the way of the Big East. And yeah. now if the SEC is now the first super conference, right, because 16 teams is what everybody's talked about being a super conference, well, now the Pac-12, the ACC, all these teams, all these, these conferences are going to try to poach right. from the Big 12. It's not going to be a scenario where they're going to eat the Sun Belt and the MAC. Right. And the Mountain West, they're going to be the next. Eat, there's going to be at least one to two conferences that pretty much get uh, get eaten up, eaten to the point where they're going to go away. 
Yes. So you're going to see the Pac-12 try to poach Big 12 teams, and you're going to see the Big 10 try to poach some Big 12 teams. Sure. Hey, let's get Iowa State in here, whatever the case may be. You're going to see the ACC try to do that. And then you're going to start seeing them trying to poach each other. Oh, yeah. You know, Absolutely. so, hey, we're going to we're going to go here, we're going to go there. And at the end of the day, it's all about money. It's all about revenue. It's yeah. all about – and it's amazing how the, – the traditions that really to me made college sports so great, which is conference rivalries and all the, you know, the bowl games, it just to watch money, just one by one greed destroy each and every single one of these, you know, yeah. just the oh, greatness yeah. of the big East conference and basketball destroyed. Yeah. Why football money? Yes. You know, uh, bowl yes. matchups, the Rose bowl, the, the sugar bowl, the orange bowl, all those bowl games, each of individually, each of them bowl. just yeah. destroyed because yeah. of money. Now they're, their playoff games, but did it, does anyone talk about when? Well, remember that Cotton Bowl matchup between Notre Dame and 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 Clemson? Nobody's like, what? I don't remember them playing the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, it was like two years ago. You don't remember right. when they played down and down? You mean the playoff game? Yes, yes, the Cotton Bowl. Right, right. Nobody talks nobody about that was, anymore. Nobody recognizes it as the Cotton Bowl anymore. They right. recognize it as a Final Four game. Right. Does, does, do, do anybody? Hey, it was really fun watching Notre Dame playing the Rose Bowl this year. Number one, because they didn't play it actually in the Rose Bowl, which, <laughs> you know, which is stupid in and of itself. But it's like, no, it was a playoff game. So anyway, it's just right. it's been sad to watch it. It's been sad to, to, to see it happen. Now, it's not yeah. a given that the SEC is going to take these two team events. So my understanding is they have to have, was it? 12 out of the, or excuse me, 10 out of the 14 teams have to say three quarters, yes. three quarters of the, of the member right. schools have to approve it. And so, so basically four, if four say no, they're, they're not going to take them. Correct. Right. From a percentage standpoint. Yes. And that's, that's going to be an issue because I can tell you right now, the number one school is already two that won't. <laughs> the, the, the number one school leading the charge is Texas A&M. They, they don't want Texas in the SEC. The, the whole reason they left in 2012 and and the athletic director said this uh, very recently. He's like, "Look, we left the Big Twelve because we wanted to make our stamp, you know, in Texas. We wanted to be the only SEC team in the state of Texas. And as soon as Texas signs on to be in the SEC, Texas A and M is an afterthought. Right? I mean, and, it just it wasn't is what it just is. About being the only Texas team. I mean, that was sort of the justification. They were sick of being in a conference with Texas because right. Texas just." Texas is that prima donna, you know, like that old retired actress that just like wants everything to be revolve around her. But sure, absolutely. Or actor, you know, could be a guy, but like they're not that important as they think that they are. And they just like make life miserable for everyone around them. That's Texas. Correct. And that's why Missouri got out. I mean, again, a lot of it's money, but the problem was Texas was taking a lot of the money. (laughs) Exactly. And they were doing things that were a, a little to me underhanded. And so I just, you know, I don't have a lot of respect for Texas in that regards, but you know, those two former big 12 teams are like, well, there's a reason we got out of the big 12 to begin with. And it wasn't just about money. It was money, but also we didn't want to be with Texas. They're yeah, going to vote. No, right. Exactly. And then, so now you need two other teams Missouri, to say right? no, right. Missouri. Missouri. Correct. Yeah. Missouri. Mm-hmm. So now you just need two other teams to say no. Yeah. And I, and I think there could be some, well, I'll tell you what, I, the, the first teams I'd be looking at. So, so if I'm Texas A&M, let's say, and I'm going to lead the charge. Because this is what it's going to be open. about. Yes. The, okay. What you're about to say, explain to me what, first of all, set the premise because you're about to dive into it. But but understand, like, this is what's now about to happen, right? There's going to be SEC forces that are going to say, that are going to push other schools to say yes. There's going to be SEC force that can push other schools to say no. It's like, it's going to be like if you're someone who follows politics, right? You know, there's this big controversial topic and you've got, 40 you know, members of the House that are for it, 40 members of the House that are against it, and now the battle over the next month is going to be 
those sides trying to see who they can pick to their sides, right? That's what this is going to be about. Right. So anyway, dive yes. into that. So 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 here here's if I'm Texas A&M and I'm going to lead the charge on the no vote, right? And I know that I probably got Missouri on my side, right? And I need to get two votes, okay? I feel like I'm a member of uh, West Wing right now. Mm -hmm. Like I'm looking, trying to get the votes, right? And so I got my tally board up. The first place I'm going to go is I'm going anywhere in the SEC East uh, to get my votes because if Oklahoma and Texas coming to the SEC, right? Where's the logical place that they're going to go, right? They're going to go into the SEC West, all right? Well, Guess what? That means that most likely Alabama and Auburn are going to get pushed to the east. Well, you, okay. you assuming that makes sense. I mean, Missouri is right now one of the most western teams in the SEC, and they're in the east. Sure, right. So, I mean, <clears throat> but there's a good chance yeah. that Alabama heads to the east, right? There's a and chance. So, yeah, and, there's a chance. That's what I was reading. And if you're in the east, you don't want Alabama in your division. Right? You don't want anyone from the West. You don't want any of the top yeah, teams from the West. Exactly. They're not going to put Bama, LSU, Texas A&M, Texas, and Oklahoma all in one division. Right. Right. Which is not. Exactly. So whether so, it's putting Texas and Oklahoma in the East or or, or putting Bama, LSU, so, some version of it, Bama, LSU, because right. um, they're not going to put Texas A&M in the East. That'd be stupid. They're not, right. you know, I mean. Right. And, and bottom line, the, the East is going to get harder. And, and oh, you're, yeah. you're going to bring some studs over. They're not the going to move Ole Miss. Right. And I mean, right. that's not going to be the move. It's going to be one of Alabama, two of Alabama, Auburn, LSU. Right. Right. And, you know, like, right. that's going to be the move. So, so guess where I'm trolling if I'm AM? I'm going to, I'm calling up Vanderbilt. Uh, I'm calling up, uh, you know, Kentucky, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm going to say, look, guys, do you really want to, you know, shake up these divisions right now? You know, because right now, look, last year, uh, you know, Kentucky was fourth in the division. You you add an Alabama, uh, you know, you add uh, an Auburn, you add who, LSU, for example. You add any, all of a sudden, they're, they're dropping hard, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm picking up the phone. I'm calling I'm, South Carolina. You know, Tennessee. What I mean? That's Absolutely. a big one for me. Tennessee's because yeah. you're, if you're if you're if you're Texas, hey, look. With everything y'all are going through right now, do you really want to not only be behind Florida and Georgia? It's bad enough you got to try to battle to overcome Florida and Georgia in your division. Now you're going to have to deal with Bama and Auburn, you know, or or maybe it's not Bama and Auburn. Maybe it's you know, maybe it's uh, LSU and Ole Miss. You either, really want to deal with that either way, right? Either way, like, you want to bring Lane Kiffin over and his offense, right. you know, to to play against you right. guys. Is that really what you want? Right? You and know, you got to climb your way back up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it, that's where I'm going. It's all about football. No, I, yes. I agree with you. To me, it's the three. It's three East teams. It's Tennessee, Kentucky, Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt probably be a pretty easy sell. I would. I would, I would think so. Like, yeah. look, man, do you want a puncher's chance to win some of these SEC games? No, not just that, but it's just like, look, do you really think Texas and Oklahoma are in line with your mission as an institution? It's bad enough you got to deal with Alabama. You know what I mean? It's just good point. And then you you look at K- Kentucky and Tennessee. It's like, look, Kentucky, you're starting to make a little bit of noise. In the East, you know, you've had some wins recently over Florida. You've had some wins over Tennessee. Now, do you want to really mix, you know, throw this a monkey into this thing, a monkey wrench into this thing? And now you've got to deal with Oklahoma, Texas, or Bama and Auburn. No, right. you don't want to deal exactly. with that. Exactly, exactly. And and I just and look, the the outcome too is likely going to be there's now going to be nine conference games. I, I think that's another factor. I mean. If you have seven team divi- you have eight team divisions, that's seven guaranteed games. Right. I don't think they're going to be in situations right. where they only play one game against the other division. So it'll be two. It's going to be two, nine. which is what they do now. Yeah. Right. It's right. six and two. So that's nine. So that's one less non conference game that's your gimme win that you've been able to do. 
Right. This so the offers and the, you know. Right. That's yeah. the other. And so then some of these teams that have built that have that have rivals that are not in their division. So you go to South Carolina. So now you're going to play one more SEC game and you're not getting rid of the Clemson game. Nope. Right. Nope. So so then what? Then what? You have two games left against who you're going to play. You know who you're going to play then. And you know. I, the, I would be selling the heck out of that, but you're going to see these. You're, it's going to be like a political battle, man. Uh, absolutely, pulling them in different directions. Absolutely, to see what they're going to do. And look to me, this is this is going to be huge for college football, whether it ends up being the SEC or not. Because if the SEC doesn't work out, then what they're probably going to do is, you know, call up the Pac-12, who I believe has a and and they flirted with the Pac-12. They, they flirted with the Pac-12 in the past. That was the when they were previously going to do right that now the big 12 is making a lot more money than the pac 12 but i i believe the pac 12 i'm gonna have to look up when the pac 12 tv contract expires because that's going to be part of this too is well and and, uh, and while you're looking at what here did you find it was to say while you're the pac 12 conference contract with espn and fox runs through 2024 that's that and the, that is the exact the exact same time. time so it could be that's like a hey 12. you're gonna now rego- yeah. renegotiate with right. the dallas market in this conversation right right and you know, on top so, of that they they have uh espn and fox have already said look we're not prepared to renegotiate the big 12 contract right now right because we don't know what the future holds they've already said that like they're not exploring an extension at the moment now there's four years to go but they're not exploring an extension right now because of this exact conversation because they don't want to get themselves married to a conference that doesn't exist right four years and if they do do something like that you guarantee there's going to be built in um Safeguards Outs, that are going to yes. protect the, the the network. Absolutely. No question. Hey, if if you lose teams, we will or add teams, we will we will. It's an automatic void of contract with the entire league. Right. So yeah. it's uh, it's well, going to be interesting. But look, and let's it, go ahead. This, here, let me just say, go ahead, Vince, because you're. I was kind of going to change the subject. You were going to add to it. So well, so, I want to. I'm. I guess I'm kind of kind of. I want to look at it from the Texas Oklahoma side, right? Like mm-hmm. what their thought process is in exploring this opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you look at it from face value, as far as um, access to the playoffs, right? And they're in the big 12 and, and look, anybody that follows college football knows that the big 12 and the PAC 12 have kind of been boxed out of the, of the college football playoff. I mean, their, their conferences aren't looked at as, as strong as the ACC, the SEC, the big 10, they're just not. Um, and more often than not, two teams from another conference or a Notre Dame has made the the playoff as opposed to a Big 12 or a Pac-12 team. And so now you're looking at it, okay, if you're Texas and Oklahoma, okay, we want better access to the college football playoff. Now, the way it's currently constructed with four teams, right, going to the SEC, I don't think makes that road any easier for them. In fact, I believe that it makes it harder. It's not about that. Like they're not, they're not looking at this at all for the for hey, what's going to be best for our sports teams? No, I know. I just Nebraska didn't make the move to the Big Ten because it was going to be better for their sports programs. They made the move to the Big Ten because they were going to get like fifteen, twenty million extra dollars a year. It was all about greed, and that's why I wanted to put that (laughs) argument out there because there's so many people, you know, taking that route with this whole conversation, and that is not what it's about. 
in any way. I've heard people say, well, you know, this is going to be good for Texas and Oklahoma because it's going to get them into certain regions that they haven't been able to hit before. I'm like, first of all, Texas can go anywhere they want to recruit. Right. If anything, it's going to have the opposite effect. Right. It's going to open up Texas to more SEC teams than it would have before. Absolutely. Because they're going to be now there's even more reason for those kids to go to an SEC school because, hey, we're going to get to come back and play Texas and Oklahoma anyway. Yep. You know, part of the selling point for staying in the Big 12 is you get to play Texas, you get to play Oklahoma. Now it's like, well, I'm not going to, you know, uh, so yeah, I, I think it's going to hurt. I think it's going to hurt Oklahoma and Texas even more than people realize. I, yeah, you know, and, and look, you know, if you're Texas, you're like, well, look, we're not winning our conference anyway. So we might as well go make an extra $20 million a year. <laughs> I mean, right. That's it. No, I get it. The and Oklahoma that, that's side the doesn't make as much sense for me. Like, I have a hard time thinking that they've consulted any of their coaches. Like, hey, how would this look for us athletically? <laughs> That's right. Because I don't see Lincoln Riley like, yeah, sure, let's add Alabama and Auburn and LSU right. and those teams to our schedule every year. Oklahoma owns sense. the Big Twelve right now. Yeah, I mean, they're almost guaranteed to be the 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 Big Twelve champion. And and even when Oklahoma's at their best, Vince, it's still a tough road to have to go through in a given year. Alabama, sure. LSU, Auburn, Texas A and M, Texas. Florida, Georgia, ten. I mean, it, it makes no sense. So right. I, I, I'd be shocked if the coaches were like, "Yeah, sure, let's do that." Let's, no, that sounds great. Yeah, okay, sure. You're gonna are you gonna invest that extra twenty million a year into our football program? Then sure, let's do that. You know, but unless you're doing that, then hard pass. Right. But I don't think that they consider. I don't think they ask the coaches what they think and what. I they would tend to agree with that. It's all about the bottom line, bringing yeah. money into the school. Um, I, I don't see it any other way, to be yeah. honest with you. I just don't. And I, you're a quicker looker-upper uh, than I am. Can you look and see when the SEC uh, TV contract is up? They just I, I re-up. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Um, yeah. So that is part of the conversation as well, because uh, they would have to redo that. Because they just, they just left the um, – the, they were with CBS – because that that's going to be very interesting. Because they that whole thing was put together based on a fourteen team league. You add two mm-hmm. teams to that. Now you're talking about dividing it. You know, sixteen ways. Is it you have to renegotiate that whole thing? You know what what does that look like? Because now you're jockeying divisions. You're going to be jockeying. You know, uh, potential matchups. Right. You know, all of that, and that that's a big deal. If you're so a TV, it goes into effect by 2024. The new okay. deal. So, so the question time. that I would then have okay. would be, if if this is going to happen, the the SEC is going to have to re renegotiate their renegotiated contract, yeah, with ESPN exactly. and ABC. Absolutely, absolutely. Now ABC, ESPN, they they'd be fine with keeping it the way it is and just dividing it up sixteen ways. But you know, the SEC is not going to be down with that. So that's got to be a topic of conversation as well. Yeah, that and that obviously could be one of those things that starts swinging people in one direction or another, and basically saying, "Hey, look, we're gonna we're gonna add fifty million dollars to this, or whatever the case may be." I don't know sure. what the numbers would be to have to get everything going. Well, if, if the pool isn't going to get any bigger, let's 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 pretend the pool doesn't get any bigger. And now you're dividing it by sixteen. Those other schools would be like, "Whoa, I don't want yeah. my my portion cut. That's right. not going to work." You know. Right. So I, I think that has to be taken into you know the conversation as well. Again. Money, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what it comes down to is right money. Yeah, I have to I have to do more research into this, Vince, and, and do the math later. But they're they're get they're gonna get obviously, I mean, if they're getting 55 now, they're gonna get more than right. But right at the end of the day, Vince, it's um it's gonna be interesting. 
Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. And so it's going to be, you know, what do we do? We want to, uh, you know, push it towards what this means for Notre Dame. Are we ready to go down that road, Brian? Well, I just yeah, let's do that. I mean, to me, big picture wise, this is something that's going to shake up college football. Absolutely. In, in this this is the first because they, they don't go to the SEC. They're going to do something else. They're going right. to figure something else. I mean, they're going to go looking. to the Big 12 and say or Big, big 10 or, you know, who's the next highest bidder and say, hey, sure. look, we'll, we'll, we'll come on board with you, you know, kick Indiana and Purdue to the east and. We'll join the West and and have some fun with it. Which actually, if you think about it, would make a lot more sense for the big for for Texas and Oklahoma because you have some more natural geographic rivals in that division. You've got sure. Nebraska, you've got sure. Iowa, you've got you know Wisconsin, Minnesota. There's a little bit of a, I mean, it's a hike. It's no different than going to the East, but you've got some of those teams out West that are saying, "Hey, that would make a lot more sense." Sure, for us to to be in the West. Plus, you know, you get you get Nebraska. You get that old kind of. Southwest Big Eight influence in the West would make more sense than joining the SEC. But again, it's all about it's all about this. Yep, and that would make the and the thing is now we start using the S word super conferences, right? right? If they go to the Pac-12, it heads off, in my opinion, a little bit of the super conference talk for now, unless mm-hmm. the Pac-12 decides that because you know, again, they have a new commissioner. And he's going to want to make a splash. Sure. He had some really interesting comments yesterday. I'd have to find the tweet where he had a really interesting comment like, well, this is pretty interesting for my uh, first first year on the job, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't see him just saying, oh, well, gee, that'll be fun for the SEC. I think he's like, well, hold on a second. If you guys are looking, you know, let, let's I'm- talk. And why would you uh, not? If you're a conference commissioner, you ha- don't you have to do your due diligence if – if you know that the pretty one of the prettiest girls in school is available, do you not have to do your due diligence? To You'd go, be hey. stupid. Not. I mean, it's a it's a fireball, right. especially one that geographically makes a lot of sense. I mean, you sure. border with you know you have rivalries with some of our, uh, you know, some of our other our other leagues. So, I I would think you'd have to. But here's the thing: the Pac-12 is the Pac-12. The you know what I love about the Pac-12? They're the only conference in, in sports that says, "Hey, when we change our number, we should probably change our name." <laughs> Right. Good Remember, point. they used to be the Pac-8, yeah. then they became the Pac-10, then they became the Pac-12. It's like, hey, imagine that. Like, if your conference is built around the number of teams, right. not like the stupid Big Ten, who's got 14 teams, and the Big 12, which has 10 teams, stupidest thing ever. It's like, well, no wonder kids don't know math anymore in America. Well, and remember, the Pac-12, uh, the, well, let's, let's just call them the Pac, they, they tried to go up to 16 teams uh, about They were one of the ago. ones really trying to push for the super conferences. Yes. Like they were a hard driver. So, so we know that they're willing to, at expand. least in, in, in former management, right? I right. Mean, but they're willing to expand. And they they said it. We want to be the Pac-16. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if they're reaching out to both Texas and Oklahoma. Like, hey, if you're looking, you know, we got a nice comfy landing spot for you right yeah. here. And the nice thing about that is unless they also said we're going to go for broke and we're going to add two more teams, we're going to get BYU and we're going to get 16. Yeah, right. That move would make it a a, to me a 16. It would make it a 14 team conference. So you you somewhat avoid that. True. um, You know, that that uh, conference. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, For now. Into for the now, future a little bit, but now they'd be in a situation where when the super conference thing happens, they'd they'd be real easy for them to say, "Hey BYU, hey San Diego State, or hey Boise, or hey Nevada, somebody, you know, right, UNLV, right. if you want to get you know, if that Las Vegas mark market gets bigger, 
that kind of thing. You know, that it'd be easier for them to go from 14 to 16 down the road than from 12 12 to 16 16 with Texas and Oklahoma already gone. Right. Right. Because adding, look, adding Texas and Oklahoma, their names, their national names. Right. Right. And so if you add those to the flock, who at whatever conference you are, makes you a stronger conference, period. Right. And, and yeah, you're right. And then just tacking on two extras at that point makes things a lot easier if you're the Pac-14. Right. Or now, we don't need to get into the fact that now the Pac-12 doesn't make sense because, you know, they are – but the Pac, you know, the P stands for, I believe, Pacific, correct? Yeah. And you now have – But, you, you know, you have two teams that don't touch the Pacific or aren't any really close to the Pacific – but whatever. Neither does Utah, neither does Colorado. I was gonna so say it is Arizona, what it is. <laughs> I mean, you know, you know it, it is what it is. Well, yeah. Arizona kind of yeah. touches the it's in the Pacific. neighborhood. It's you know, it's like you know, you little John across the Mexican territory and, yeah, and you're, right. you're in the Pacific, you know, yeah, where you have to make me pull up a US map. Yeah. But, but yeah. uh but no, so so that the Pac twelve is gonna be interesting. Yes. To see, okay, do they throw their weight in? Hey, look, we've got a contract that's getting ready to stop to get ready to renegotiate it. If you guys jump on board, do you know how much power we're going to have? Plus, we're going to allow you. I mean, look, you, you're going to give Texas and Oklahoma whatever they want. Absolutely. I mean, there's no one in your division outside of Oregon that really kind of swings that Oregon and USC, excuse me, that really swings any weight. Yep. You know what I mean? And so you'd certainly be able to, to, to throw some weight around in that regards. And so that would be very interesting. But I, I think if the SEC is the move uh, or the Big Ten is the move, then that changes college football. And I think it's going to change college football. Let's let's have a, a reality talk here, Vince. Mm-hmm. I like those. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Greed always wins when it comes to college athletics, yep. right? I mean, yep. name me a time it hasn't won. Now, the Super Conference thing, Jack Swarbrick swung some major big sticks when he was bat- fighting it off last time. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. He All he did was basically stem the tide. You know, he pushed the forces back. They went back and, you know, uh, kind of gathered their strength, and, and now they're coming back again. It's mm-hmm. going to happen again. And, you know, maybe there isn't a Jack Swarbrick around the next time it happens. Sure. But it's it's going to happen eventually. It just, when is it going to happen? So then if you're looking at it from a Notre Dame standpoint, you have two two schools. There's two schools of thought here. One yep. is you sit back and try to fight it and try to keep it from happening. Okay. That's a valiant That's re- fight. And Jack Swarbrick did that last time. Yeah. No, no well, I actually think no, look, I'll get okay. to that reactionary verse verse. Okay. 
I, I think that Jack Swarbrick absolutely knew what he wanted last time. He didn't want that. It wasn't good for the program. Notre Dame was not in a healthy enough place at that time to really throw it's it's all of its weight around. Sure. So he had to get other people involved to say, hey, let's, you know, because Texas was kind of, you know, he kind of got did some things with Texas to try to make this move to where it prevented the super conference thing. Now you look at it and say, okay, it's inevitable now. It's going to happen. So what do we do? Are we going to be reactionary? wait for it to happen and then say, figure out what we need to do. Mm -hmm. Or are we going to be proactive? There's two to me. I think that it's a time for Notre Dame to be pro proactive in accepting the fact that this is going to happen when the super conferences happen. Then you have to ask yourself, does that force our hand? Can Notre Dame be an independent when there's five 16 team conferences or six 16 team conferences, whichever way it turns out. Yeah or four 16-team conferences, can they stay independent? I think the 12-team – I've actually – I've done a full 180 on this. I think the 12-team playoff makes it possible for Notre Dame to remain an independent should the super conferences happen. I don't, however, think it would be as beneficial because now your scheduling is going to get a lot tougher because one of the things that these super conferences are going to do is – you're going to see more and more in-conference games and less and less right. non-conference games. Right, so it, it makes it more difficult to schedule because the other team, not for Notre Dame, but the other teams have less What well, makes it tougher for games. Notre Dame from the standpoint right. of, uh, are you going to get any good teams that are going to want to say, dude, we already played 10 conference games. We right. can't add you. Right, right. You know, uh, Why would that, they? that would just be silly. Why would they? I wouldn't. Right, right. Well, I mean, explain why. I mean, I think that's a, a good point. Explain well, why well, you look, wouldn't do that if you're those teams. You're you're trying to win. You're trying to get enough wins, accumulate enough wins, right, to make it into the into the playoff. Okay, so if you know that, okay, if you've got a shot at winning your conference, okay, if you win your conference, you've got an automatic slot into the twelve team playoff. Okay, so that's one route. If you're in one of these super conferences, okay. Well, if you are not going to win your conference, and remember, only one out of those 16 teams is going to get that automatic bid, right? Well, wow. not necessarily, but see, this is the whole thing. If you go to 14, if you go to, if you go to like a four super conference, okay, then you could get into some situations where each division winner could get, uh, there's a lot they could, because the, 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 it hasn't been decided yet what that's going to look like. It hasn't been announced. That's I mean, there's true. still that a lot of negotiation. It could happen. Say, look, if we're going to go to four major conferences, then each division winner, because you're playing nine, because you're going to have to play 16, you're going to have to play like seven, you know, conference games and all. It could be, it could get into where your division winners are getting automatic. So eight. So eight. And then we have four. Right. But you actually have to large. win the conference championship to get a one to four seed. Oh, okay. Okay. So like, I mean, I'm okay. not saying that's going to happen, but I'm mean, right. But no, I, I, you I don't think these saying. conferences are going to want to come up with ways to guarantee you that at least two teams from their leagues right. get in. Well, and so I will, I will further my discussion, my argument then. So let's say the top two teams, that's still 12 teams right. on the outside looking in potentially. Why would I want to complicate my schedule right. with scheduling a top team right. like Notre Dame? Why, why so, would I so do that? So if you're any pick, a, pick an SEC team, for example, Missouri, any of them. Like especially the teams at the top, like there's financial benefits to teams at the bottom, right? It would make okay. sense for Vanderbilt to play Notre Dame, but th that that's not how Notre Dame's going to build their schedule, right? Yeah, exactly. It's hey, look, you know, if you're Texas A&M, Bama, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, I mean, any of those teams, LSU, uh, if if the Big Ten becomes a power conference, what advantages to Ohio State? All those teams, and or even the ACC to say, hey, look, Clemson, we'd love to play you, but the reality is, you know, 
this is going to be tough for us. Now, Notre Dame would probably be able to kind of stay in that five game SEC ACC thing, but now there's going to be four what four new teams and no, I'm sorry, they're at 14 already. So there'd be two new teams. So now it just the the opportunities to play Clemson is going to be diminished even more. So it's just kind of like, look, we got to play nine, 10 conference games now. We can't afford to play you because we have to make sure that we're, we're jockeying for that positioning of healthy. Yeah. And jockeying for that position of one of those seeds. And we can't afford to beat ourselves up even more, especially now that Notre Dame is the kind of program it is that it is a top program. It's even less incentive to play Notre Dame. Should this happen? Assuming Notre Dame is still there in three, four years, which I believe that they will be. So then you say, okay, that could be a challenge. Maybe we could see how it goes and maybe we could work it out and maybe we could, you know, build in some clauses to, to make it to where teams are going to, we can greater financially incentivize teams to play us. But then you get into the benefit of if they're going to be making the kind of money that they're going to be making from the conferences, your little, whatever money you're going to give them to come play you in South Bend isn't going to mean a whole lot. Right. And then how much of your money are you willing to give away to try to put a schedule together? Right. There's just a lot of roadblocks. At some point, it's not financially feasible to be paying all of your opponents to play them. I mean, that's just not. Yes, you're going to make a lot of money. Right now, every conference has three to four non-conference games, right? Big Ten has three. SEC and ACC have four, right? And Big 12 has three. And what does the Pac-12 has three or four, too, right? I have to go look at their schedules again. I think it's three. I have to look at it. So then you say, okay, it could be, make it a little bit difficult for us to have a, a schedule that's going to be good enough. Because if you're having to play Cincinnati and Memphis and Houston and Navy and teams like that, you're you're not getting in if you're twelve and zero, right? You know, and it, it, it's just not happening. So then you say, okay, well, what's the other pro act? So that so that's that's the reactionary take. We're just going to fight fight you against let, it and you try to stop it from happening. And you, yeah, and we'll try to keep it from happening. But if it happens, we'll have to we'll have to see how it all sorts out and figure out what's best for us. Then you run the risk of being left out. Yep. If the ACC is like, hey, look, we can't wait around for you to figure out. We got to protect ourselves, right? So we've got to go get so and so and so and so. Now we don't have room for you in in our conference. That's a, another tricky spot. And then, do you get forced into the Big Ten? I'm very anti Big Ten. I would rather Notre Dame go to FCS than play be in the Big Ten. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so then, then you get into okay. Then then what's the proactive action look like? Well, obviously, the easy answer is you just call up the ACC and say, hey, look, we're on board. And what weight do we need to throw around to get another big time program to join us? Right. That And who would that program be? Yeah. Do you go back and do you go into the Northeast and try to, you know, maybe see if Penn State's happy in the Big Ten? Hey, you guys enjoying being second fiddle to Ohio State all the time? Why don't you come join us? Yeah. You know, then you can be second fiddle to Notre Dame, but you can make 10 extra million dollars because, you know, the ACC is going to be <laughs> yeah. able to renegotiate their contract. Sure. With, well, with Notre Dame, with I Notre mean, Dame in yeah. it. Absolutely. I mean, you already saw just Notre Dame joining just with their NBC money. They how much they brought, what, six, seven extra million dollars to each of those teams. Yep. And so you you look at it and say, OK, well, do you do it that way? Maybe probably the easiest one. But that to me is is. That'd be fine by me. I mean, if that's if they had to join a conference sure. and they want to join the ACC, I'm, I'm good with that. That's yes. the one conference I'd like to see Notre Dame join. I, I think there's enough Northeastern like-minded schools, not like-minded from a, a Catholic or academic institution, but more of just like the blue-collar Northeastern Midwest kind of thing. And look, it worked for a year. Yeah. There's the Pitts. There's the Syracuses. There's the Boston Colleges. There's enough sure. traditional rivalry type of things you could – 
you could generate like, you know, maybe there's some conference reshifting and you, you put, make sure all those Northeastern teams are more on the same conference. You know, you don't want Pitt and BC being in opposite conferences like they are now. They need to be in the same one, you sure. know, with Notre Dame, with Syracuse, that kind sure. of thing. There's all types of things you could do. Maybe make it more of a true North and South kind of, kind of conference alignment. You could do enough of that. Or you could say, okay, we're going to throw our weight around in a different, fashion and this Look, is going to be the fun this is going to be the fun part of this conversation and this so is where Notre up. Dame has a lot of control buckle up people this is yeah. where it's going to get fun this is good. uh yeah hey Vince could you make sure that uh you're uh checking out the uh, the the chat to kick out uh some of these SEC clowns I've already <sighs> blocked one okay uh if I scroll down I might lose yeah I got it ah. I got it um so okay. there's yeah you want it's me to hilarious. scroll down or you want me to stay? No, up? I got it. Okay. I got it. I, I blocked this clown out. Okay. So I love yeah. when the ACC losers or SEC losers jump into our chat. You You're going to have some to tell good me ones, about but, that in a little bit. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So here's how I look at it. Here's here's a little super chat from Corey D before we dive into this. Corey D said with the super chat, thank you, Corey, for the super chat, by yeah, the man. way. But Notre Dame joining a conference, especially the Big Ten, will not only undermine recruiting – but make make Notre Dame regional. It would hurt us. Period. Agree. Well, I agree. I agree with agree the with Big that. Ten part of it. I don't agree that that it does that in the ACC because the ACC is literally the entire East Coast. That's quite a, a geography aspect of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that that's a little bit of a different uh, different animal. Big Ten. So I, I agree. But here here's here's what I would do. Here's what Vince and I were talking this about. Was, today. This was fun, by the way, and we only touched on it so i'm if you're notre dame you say okay we are back to being a football power on the field in what three of the last four years notre dame has had the biggest or second biggest most watched regular season football game right uh notre dame clemson i believe had more viewers than just about every nba finals game i believe Maybe I didn't see, I haven't seen the numbers for game six yet, but I'm pretty sure it was bigger than games one through five and things are looking up. Right. So oh, yeah. if you're Notre Dame, you say, okay, <laughs> what are we going to do? We're going to just join the ACC and just, you know, to me, that almost looks like you're relenting. You're giving in. Yeah, I agree. And then, okay. We got to join. Or right. do you say, we're going to really throw our weight around. We're going to get with CBS, ABC, NBC, ABC, ESPN, which is the same thing. NBC, and we're going to get with all these streaming networks and we're going to say, we're going to start a bidding war. And the bidding war is going to be, we're not going to join a conference. We're not going to watch all these teams go around. If these teams want out of their conferences, fine. We're not going to have you join the SEC. We're going to start our own conference. We're going to go start our own conference. And we're going to make it, Vince and I, we just came up with a name for fun, the National Athletic Conference. And we're going to actually do things like actually taking into geography into account. When I first started thinking about Notre Dame starting their own conference, it was going to be more of a regional thing, but because look, that's what a conference is going to have to be. Again, we're working with the premise that Notre Dame realizes we have no choice but to join a conference. Correct. It has to happen. We're going to be left out. Where the game, the game is changing. Sadly, it's yet another tradition of college sports that's going to be gone because of money, right? So let's start our own conference, and it's going to be the National Athletic Conference. Now that there's Texas and Oklahoma are looking for a new home, okay, let's have some fun with this. Let's, 
Let's pick up the phone. Let's and so, uh, let's give them a call. Hey, you're lucky. Yeah, we're wow. gonna start first with the Eastern Division of the National Athletic Conference. It's gonna look like this. It's gonna look a lot like the old Big East and what the Big East should have been when Penn State was looking to not be independent anymore. And so you get Notre Dame, you get Penn State, you get Miami, Pittsburgh, Boston College, West Virginia, Syracuse, and Rutgers. From a football standpoint, because again, that's the driver of this. Now, I think this is going to be for an all sports thing, or at least sports that that you know, hockey obviously isn't going to have a big part of that. So you say, okay, the Eastern Division is Penn State, Miami, Pitt, BC, West Virginia, Syracuse, and Rutgers. I, I know that West Virginia is not happy in the Big Twelve. Pitt and cannot and BC they in Syracuse they can't love what's going on in the ACC right now. They're not making the kind of money they're making. This would you would obviously I, I would imagine this kind of bidding war would allow you to get into a conference playing a whole lot. Now this isn't the part that's going to get you the big old money. We'll get to that here in a second. But this is a big <laughs> part of it. You get the East Coast. You get New York. You get yep. You have to. You, you have to think Boston, TV markets. You, you have get, to. You get all those things, and you could even say, okay, instead of Rutgers, because Notre Dame is going to get a big part of that TV market, in New York, right? Yep. And you can say, okay, instead of Rutgers, let's go try to get Maryland out of the Big Ten. Okay, then you get the DC market. You could you could make that case. You could substitute a couple teams in there here and there. So that's that's it. Now we thought about Florida State, but like Florida State's an SEC school or an ACC school, even though they were independent at one point in time. I don't see what Florida State necessarily brings to you from a financial benefit standpoint. It's not a really wealthy school. They have great football tradition, but again, that's not the driving force of a lot of this. The football tradition is important, but you also have to think about markets. To me, Miami, when Miami is good, is much more of a brand than Florida State is. That's just a reality. Miami is a much bigger market than Tallahassee, if Absolutely. we're being honest. Yeah. So that's kind of where you get into it. And then you can talk about North Carolina. But th those are traditional ACC teams. You're going to have a hard time getting them out. And, again, it's not just about sports. Chapel Hill market doesn't do anything for you, right? It, it, it just doesn't. So this would be the East. Then we dive into the West. This is where it gets interesting. This would be the Western Division. And this is what I say. So Texas and Oklahoma won out. Okay, you guys are going to be the forerunners of this new Western division. Okay. Nebraska is a no-brainer. Nebraska hates the Big Ten. The Big Ten hates Nebraska. Make it happen. Okay. <laughs> you get UCLA or USC, UCLA, Utah, and Colorado out of the Pac-12. Utah and Colorado makes a lot of sense because they were they're not they haven't been in the Pac-12 very fairly long anyway. brand new. Yeah. They're not making much money. The Pac-12 rights are going to come out here pretty soon. And you get down to it and say, okay, Kansas. Kansas in there because, to me, I, I, I want a basketball power yep. in the West. Right. But this isn't basketball just for football. Power. And that's the thing people right. have to understand. This is for all sports. And so Kansas, to me, brings some, some credibility from a basketball standpoint. With Texas, Oklahoma, USC, sure. and UCLA. That's also part of the UCLA brand. Right. And, and so that's, that's kind of how I look at that one. Okay. And I say, okay, that's where, so now you own the LA market. So think about what this conference would do. You'd hmm. have, this is the market you would own Chicago because of Notre Dame, Miami, New York, Dallas, Los Angeles. Those are the top th four markets, aren't they? Between Dallas, Chicago, LA, well, New York. You don't have New York, New York and LA, are the, but you, but New York you'd still have because of Notre Dame and sure. Rutgers. Okay, yeah, right. So New York, I mean, LA, Chicago, Dallas. I think that's the top four markets, in and the then country. you'd also have Miami. Yeah, 
You're telling me that TV yeah. rights wouldn't be through the roof yeah. for that particular conference? Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And 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 just in case, because I'm not looking at all the comments right now, but just in case somebody's putting out there, well, you know, the track team isn't going to want to travel, you know, to the this. But is, see, this is that. this is the thing is that's in, why we have a lot of these sports. You 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 play all your division teams twice, and you play a hand a handful of your the other teams once, and you're only traveling to half of those. Right. Right. And the other thing is some of these sports in the Rams is good at those, those schools don't even have those sports. True. Right. So like, there's not going to be an NAC hockey division. Right. Um, so you'd have, you'd have a huge presence in all the huge TV markets. And there's the, this is the only way that happens. Imagine the kind if, if ESPN saw them say one conference can give us those four markets mm-hmm. plus Miami. I mean, be that, hard that's down, that's man. where that bidding war starts that's and if you talk about material. the quality of the football conferences right because that's a big thing you've got notre dame in there you've got usc you've got texas you got oklahoma so you have north you have midwestern powers and notre dame and penn state you have west coast power and usc you have southwest powers in texas and oklahoma right mm-hmm. i don't feel the need to have to go down to the southeast to get a powerhouse program because you look at it and say you got Miami, right? And Miami's kind of, I mean, it's not really, it's Southern geographically, but it's anyone right. that's ever been in Miami knows it's not like the other Southern states in the United States <laughs> for many different reasons. No, it's not. And so then you look at it and say, okay, you're not going to necessarily tap into those markets per se, but this is going to allow you to get all those other big markets. Okay. You've got Eastern teams that are playing in a division. So the travel makes a lot of sense. I mean, look at the travel for that, for that conference. I mean, that is, that is very doable for the non- Football sports, right? Well, it's very doable. Like said, it was. Ba- it's almost the 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 old Big East, which Notre Dame yeah. was traveling to anyway. But you see, it, here's the thing: if Notre Dame and Penn State would have joined the Big East, the Big East never would have went away. True. If Notre Dame and Penn State would have joined the Big East for football, the Big East would still exist. Correct. I agree. The reason yeah. the Big East went away is because it lost its only powerhouse in football, Miami. And Virginia Tech obviously went, and then the fact that they could never get Notre Dame to join for football, and they could never get, and they couldn't get Penn State to join. If those two conferences would have joined the Big East, we'd still have a Big East, right? That's what I believe. I'm not sure I could be wrong on that, but that's what I think. No, a, a conference isn't getting Notre Dame and going away. It's not folding, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not. Hey, thanks for coming, but uh, we're closing the books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not happening. Yeah, and so I mean, to me, like that's the kind of thing. And you know, look, you can you can take out a school here, or school there, but this is the basic principle of of what this new league would be about. You also like so you get kids well, well, replace Rutgers with Ohio State, replace Syracuse with Michigan. That's not going to happen. They're not going to leave the Big, the Big Ten. Ten. Not a chance. You also can't have a, a conference with fifteen really good football programs. Right? That'd be stupid. There has no one's going to want to be part of that. Yeah, there has to. You be have some to have some balance. Yeah. You have to have some programs that bring you some. Because part of the TV deals are, hey, well, that's great for football, but no one's going to watch us during basketball season, right? No one's going to care. So that's where you get the UCLA, West Virginia, Syracuse. Um, you have some of that 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 basketball prowess as well. So, you know, I I look at it and I say, boy, that's um, that would be a lot of fun. And, and we have one comment down here that says the East is significantly weaker than the West in this NAC idea. How so? You've got Miami, Penn State, Notre Dame. Here's the deal. Let's go down to the West. One of those teams has made a 
college football playoff berth. There's zero college yeah. football playoff wins in that conversation, correct? That's true. There's and- zero college football wins in this conversation, and there's only been one team that's made it in here, right? So what this what this also would be geared towards doing is let's get Miami, let's build Miami back to being the U, right? That's the other part of this, which is going to be harder to do when you're in a league with Clemson and Florida State, right? And so sure. to me, that's what part of the objective is. Penn State, get Penn State away from having to play Ohio State every year. You know and, what I mean? Well, let, if let, you're you, Penn State, are you going to have an easier time catching Notre Dame or Ohio State? Right. Well, and and yeah. okay, so so the SEC. Well, the SEC East is significantly weaker than the SEC West, right? Yeah. If you're looking at the Big Ten, there's one division in that one that's a significantly better than. And the right other now, division. there's really one great team in the Big Ten. <laughs> right. There's one great team in the SEC, ACC. There's right. zero great teams in the Pac-12, and there's one really good team in the Big Twelve. That's it. Right. So, I mean, now it, this conference immediately has two current top five programs in football right now, Oklahoma and Notre Dame. Yep. And they're in opposite right. divisions. Right. And then you had Penn State, Miami. Penn State's recently won a Big Ten championship. You know, Miami's played for the ACC championship. I, I, they have, correct? Yes, they did. My, yeah. uh, I think it was the year they beat down Notre Dame, wasn't it? Didn't they play for the 17? Yeah. Didn't they? I think so. Because they lost a pit and then Clemson in back to back weeks, right? Because they lost so. to Pitt in the last game of the regular season, and then lost yeah. to Clemson yeah. in the, in the ACC right. championship. That so right. yeah, it'd be seventeen, right? So let's just look that up real quick. Yeah, lost to Pitt in the last game of the regular season, there and then go. lost to, to Clemson in the last game. So they've played for Pitt's played for an ACC championship in recent seasons. Um, you know, so here another person that we're gonna go ahead and uh, get up out of here. Uh, so so that to me is. It's hilarious. Now we got the Big Ten trolls in here. Nice. See, well, you know it's yeah. a good conversation when we're affecting yeah. conferences. Yeah. I do love that, by the way. So that's kind of how I look at it, Vince. I think that'd be a great, great conference. It'd make a ton of money, right? And, and, and somebody and, look, and somebody just said, somebody just made this comment right here. The NAC keeps the USC rivalry. And that's part of what went into this conversation because, you know, you don't – I don't think – I doubt that USC is necessarily in love um, – with the Pac-12 right now, I mean, would you be? Well, and let, let let's 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 remember the conversation that we're having here too. We we talked when we first got on. We were talking about why Oklahoma and Texas are looking to do what they're doing. It has nothing to do with uh, you know access quality to the college of football. football playoff. Quality of football it has nothing to do. It's going to make it harder for them to get to college football. It's playoffs. money. It's all about the Benjamins, right? And this conference with the four top markets. In America, plus, plus Miami, Miami. You, you're gonna be you're gonna be swimming. You're gonna be Scrooge McDuck swimming in your right. in your coins, man. Like right. you're gonna make so much money for these schools. You're telling me that you and there's some Colorado. other markets that you're gonna get in there that aren't huge markets, but it adds up to it. You've got sure. Denver, you've got yeah. Salt Lake City, right? I mean, you've got Pittsburgh. So even though those aren't necessarily huge markets, they're 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 Boston. they're good in Boston. Those are other bigger, you know, good size markets that could you could start tapping into. And and then how it would work is, you know, you'd play your seven conference teams, and then you'd have. To me, I would I would do it like this. I would kind of I would kind of. It's a little challenging to do, but you know, try to start like a a, a a division rival 
pit some kind of, try to find some sort of division rivals that kind of stay. So like Alabama plays Tennessee every year, right? I right. believe Alabama and Tennessee play each other every year. And then you say, okay, well, that's, so that's one that you have, you like that. So Notre Dame and USC are going to play each other every year. Right. So they then mean, Notre Dame would have one other like sure. open game that they would rotate every year to play one of those teams. Right. You know, uh, Rutgers, Kansas would be one heck of a pillow fight and match those <laughs> guys again, up every year. You know, that's fine. I'm, right. I know. So, no, so, so, so some I'm of the like right, team, I mean, right. But then obviously things change. If you did 15 years ago, people say, well, you know, Alabama, Alabama's dominating for now. Their time will come when they won't be dominating. That always happens. You know, Ohio State is dominating for now. There will come a time in our lifetime where Michigan is going to start beating Ohio State considerably. Yeah. Now, I may be in a retirement home by then, <laughs> but it will happen. It's happened before. We'll still be doing the podcast, though, because we'll be in like side-by-side rooms. So it's all right. right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you, this well, by then, by then we'll have those, uh, you know, those, those things you can hook up to our brains, and it just right. reads what we're thinking. So I don't even have to have great motor skills. I can just... We'll just be standing there like this. Yeah, using my Jedi mind tricks. But let's get back to the seriousness (laughs) here. But, you know, you you have some of these rivalries that you could establish. You know, I just think in the sum. You have Notre Dame and and USC, obviously. Miami and Nebraska, right? Like, that's a traditional thing. Or or Miami and Oklahoma. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's some rivalries there. I mean, there's, there's some... You could have some fun with this. You don't have to necessarily do that, though. You could just say, hey, look... USC, Notre Dame, they're going to play each other every year. Other than that, we're going to see some rotation. That's fine. I'd be fine with that too. But I would would like to kind of see some of those because, again, when Miami was the U, I mean, they had some epic battles against Oklahoma. You know, they had some epic battles. I mean, Nebraska, Miami, finally, the game that launched Miami onto the national scene was when it beat Nebraska in the the Orange Bowl, right, with Turner Gill at, at quarterback. So there could be some rivalries there. So I think that would that would make it for some fun, and you'd have seven seven regular seasons, two of the con- and you could even go, you know what, screw it. If you're going to set these rivalries, then you have you know have three. I, I, look, you only have two non conference games. Fine, okay. There's not a lot of big conference carryover. Okay, whatever. Because what what's going to happen with the super conferences is a lot of those teams are going to end up be those a lot of those rivals are going to end up being in the same league again. Yep. Right. So you know Texas and Oklahoma are in the same league. Nebraska, who was a you know a longtime rival of Oklahoma, they're now in your division, You're right? Them every I year. mean, there are there aren't a whole lot of non-conference rivals anyway. You know, no no one's really cares too much about the Georgia Georgia Tech rivalry, you know, or the South Carolina Clemson one, other than right. those schools, right? right? But they'll probably still keep those. And then you can play some FCS team because I think I think the thing about the twelve playoff thing now too is is I, I would hope that more teams would realize like, hey. You know, schedule tough. You know, it's okay to have a, a because you, you could still get into nine and three, like USC did would would have in twenty sixteen. USC would have made the college football playoff with three losses, right? Oh yeah. So and then yeah, and then as somebody mentioned down here too, is if you do have it as a nine team thing, and see, here's here's the thing that hurts Notre Dame if they go to the ACC. If you go to the ACC, and you're going to have to probably play nine games. If you get up to 16, it's going to be hard to only play eight games in a 16-team conference. It's going to be hard. So then you say, okay, well, how do you keep Navy and USC in your schedule? Now you've got this one way, game that rotates every USC is yeah. part of your conference now. Right. And so now you can keep Navy and still have two non-conference games that you can do. Because those, are, And let's be real clear on that, and I think you and I agree on this. 
USC and Navy are the only two schools that we believe needs to be on Notre Dame schedule every year. Permanently, yes. Permanently, I yes, could I'm not sorry. care less about Stanford staying Me on too. every year. Now, I want to have Stanford as a team that I play, yeah. like I've said before. They're, they're in the group years. of teams that you would have on the schedule, you know, that kind of thing. But USC, Navy, I don't ever want to see those go away. Ever. Ever. Agree. Yeah. So Agree. that's two of your non-conference if you're in the ACC. But if you're in this... It's mm-hmm. one of your conference games. So that's already taken care of. So you still have two more open slots mm-hmm. that you can rotate around and you can play whoever it is that yeah. you, you play a Big Ten school if you want to play a Big Ten school. You know, you can play an ACC school if you want to play an ACC school. There, mm-hmm. there, There's options there for Notre Dame or you can play a Mac school if you want. Yeah. I mean, that that's an, that's an available option as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, and, I mean, and somebody brought up something too, Vince. Um, I'm just bring this. I'm up excited because it's, it's, re- it's relevant to this. <laughs> Darkman Blade says four pods, three games against your pod, two games uh, each from the other three. That would be nine games. I don't love the pod idea. I really don't. I think that the pod, the pod idea to me would so. Th- so then, what do you do for your conference? Do you have like a four game conference championship, right? Yeah, right. Postseason, do you only take? the two teams with the best record. And then you say, well, which of the four, you know, which two, which two of the four pods are going to play for the conference championship game? Right. Let's be honest. You, you have to understand what's at the root of all this. There's far too many people in our chat using common sense, <laughs> <laughs> right? Which is why we love y'all, right? <laughs> but that's not where the NCAA is coming from. No. It's all about this, right? Yeah. And so they're not going to get rid of the conference championship games as long as it's a moneymaker. And so to me, the the pod thing, it's like, okay, so which pod? I mean, you, you happen to be playing in – it's kind of like the NFL. And what, you could you can really get lucky if – because you've got – you know, your division's bad. And then when you get your – you know, you get your your NFC division that you're going to play, right? What's what they do. And and you happen to get the – remember when the West was like really down and like the Niners stunk, the Cardinals stunk, the Seahawks were okay. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, and, and if you're like, oh, we got the NFC West. Thank God, Right. Or the, the the times, remember when the NFC East or the AFC East was kind of down? Like, oh, we got the AFC East. Okay, the Patriots are tough, but the rest of them suck. It's yeah, good. Right. That's why they won their division every right. single year. And yeah. so that's what, you, that's what you're going to have here is, okay, we drew this pod. So, okay, nice, because that pod sucks. It, and it's going to be cyclical because it may suck now, but it won't suck sure. in five years. And sure. then the strong one now is going to be strong. I, I don't like the pod idea at all. I, I think, again, it, I just – I know a lot of it's been discussed a lot and and I and I appreciate Dark Man Blade, Dark Moon Blade bringing that up because it is something that people talk about. I hate the idea though. I, I really don't like the pot idea. I like I I do like the visions. I do like East West. I think they're, you know, cuz then I think you get a better sense of you're going to really know who the best team is from that Eastern Division because you sure. all have to play each other, exactly. right? Whereas if you're in the pods like okay, but this pod was against this and like do, how do you really know which ones who are the two best? Whereas in divisions, okay, we know who won the East because they all play each other, and this team won, and this team finished first, and this team finished second, right? And then that's how you get into sort of you know your conference champion game, which then bam leads you into the twelve team playoff. All right, so we gotta we gotta pick because you know conference championship games are always in the same place, right? So where's our conference championship going to be held, Brian? It's got to be at a NFL stadium, I would imagine, right? And, should we assume the Big 12 is gone at this point? So do you want to go to Jerry's World for our conference championship? I, I, I would move it around, to be okay. honest with you. I, I don't think it has to be played in one place. I, right. 
I think you could do something where like one year it's played in Indianapolis, the next year it's played in Kansas City, the next year it's played in Dallas, the next year, whatever. So I, I'd have no problem moving it around. And I think part of the fun is, again, I don't necessarily care about all, it always being indoors too. You, know, you want to have well, a game in Pittsburgh in yeah. December, you oh. know, like, yeah, <laughs> you, can be that you know, guy, and then huh? that's those years where maybe that game does give the teams from the East a little bit of advantage. And then the next year when it's being played in Dallas, it gives the Western team a little bit of an advantage, whatever the case may be. That's part of the fun. Yeah, I'm going to go wherever they want to pay the most money uh, for us yeah. to be there. That's but I think that's also too where it could get into because you get in these. But hey, we want to we want to host a a big uh, a, sure. a NAC title game. Okay, right. well, how much? How bad do you want to host in there? <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. And you get in these maybe these four big cities that are you know maybe you get into a thing where one year it's going to be hosted in Pittsburgh, the next year it's Indianapolis, the next year it's in Dallas, the next year it's in yes, you know, the next year it's in L.A. Right. That's the other thing too is that next. Because you have these big markets, you Vegas, may one year be hosted in the Orange Bowl. You know, it's in Miami, right? And if if Miami happens to win the East that year, then good on them, right? right? It's no different than when Miami won national championships in their home field. Sure, they, they had to earn the right to play in the Orange Bowl, or right? when or when uh, the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl at their home right. field. I mean, right? It just, it's and it's, I believe that's the first time that's ever happened. First right? First time it's ever happened. That's right. You've seen it more in college football. Of course, right? Uh, at least even if they're they're not on there because Miami's mainly because of Miami, but but you're even seeing teams that'll win it in their their home city, right? Maybe not necessarily their home field. So I mean, I just think this would be a lot of fun, and I think more importantly, it's it, it's I mean, who knows if it's going to happen or not, but it, it it's at least uses the the entire thought process of what should go into it. Okay, we we would be naive and silly. If we didn't say, well, look, money does matter, right? It, it does matter. It is an important factor. So we'd be naive to say, well, it shouldn't matter. It should be all about tradition and football and all. I would love to be able to say that, but right? That's but just that's not reality. Naive. No, nor would the game remain the same because you wouldn't have the money pouring into the sport, right? I mean, sure. it's, if you, it's like with anything, you know, they say money is the root of all evil. Well, no, a money. When money becomes your god, it's the root of all evil. I mean, money can also do good things. If sure, you know, if you, if you use that money, if you make a billion dollars and you give half of that away to you know start a homeless shelter or start a you know a reading center in every you know community that that has you know reading levels below a certain rate, well, can that that, that money ain't evil, right? I mean, so money can be a good thing if used correctly. It's the problem with sports is it, it's just become. It's just like this end all be all, you know, hey, we don't have to live within a budget if because of sports. Right. So we can pay for this and yeah. we can pay for that and all these other stupid the money things. Thing. Yeah. Then when COVID hits, they're like, oh my gosh, we didn't realize we were living outside of our budget of what we are actually making as a school. We've been relying on this, this, and this. Sure. And now all these teams are having these huge deficits. And so it is financially considered. There are financial considerations into this, but at the same time, we're trying to also do it in a way where it makes a lot of sense athletically, travel wise. But then also, yeah. you're getting some quality programs. So, well, the West doesn't have you know these. Okay, Penn State, Miami, and Notre Dame are three traditional powerhouse football programs. On top of that, Pittsburgh has a national championship in football. West Virginia's played for a national championship in football, right? Uh, didn't Syracuse win a national championship like a long time ago? I'm trying to think of like in my oh, lifetime, not I'm in not my sure. lifetime, but I think they won one a long time. They ago. may have because they've had some really good uh, running backs yeah. at the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> doubt about it. No doubt about it. Yeah, they have a claimed national champ, one claimed national championship in 1959. Okay. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I'd be, cu- I'd be curious who played for Syracuse in 1959. Yeah, they beat uh, Texas in the they beat number four Texas in the Cotton Bowl that year. And then you look at the West, and you've got you know in my lifetime one, two, three, four, five of those teams have won a national championship in my lifetime. Right. Yep. Another one, another couple have won national championships in basketball in my lifetime. Talking about mm-hmm. Kansas and U- UCLA. Yeah. And then that's where you kind of get into the the East. Okay, Syracuse isn't bringing a whole lot to you in football, but it's certainly going to bring a whole lot to you in basketball, right? So I I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I want to hear what people think, Vince. Let's get into some questions and comments here real quick. Yeah, so that's going to do it for this part of our podcast. And uh, so make sure you hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification button so you know when we go live because we love having these kinds of conversations. And uh, it makes it a lot more exciting when – we get to pull everybody else in. So mm-hmm. uh, we're going to move on to part two. Uh, but thanks for joining us for part one. Make sure you check out our question and answer period, uh, which you are going to hit right now. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.